0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Blood Talk, and just having my lunch, you know, at about quarter past five, because I've only been up two hours, because I'm a lazy arse, but yeah, um, anyway, (laughs) so as you can see today, I'm very excited for this, I'm going to be ranking all three Maniac Cop films, and I'm not excited for this, because, um, I want to see how it pans out, because I already know how this is going to go, but it's because I've never really compared the movies to each other, just giving my bones a crack, anyway, yeah, I've never really compared the movies to each other, so yeah, this should be fun, so, I think we should get right into it, oh, this burger's amazing, not going to lie, the burger sauce is fantastic, I should have this more often, hold on, right, brilliant, so, in the number three place, oh, is Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence, now, if you've seen my reviews, you should probably know, that this was going to be here, um, and, it's, it's not that bad, it's not a bad film, but, it's just the weakest of the three, by far, definitely, there's, um, the story doesn't make sense and it's not realistic, which made Maniac Copper a sort of scary series for its realism. Um, also, the acting for quite a lot of characters, and especially the extras, was very, very, very cheesy. And I'm not saying the films aren't cheesy anyway, because the first film was very cheesy. But at least it was cheesy in a good way and an entertaining way. This one was just. ugh. Um yeah so the the so is certainly not without its good points like the kills the kills are uh recognized as some of the some of the best in the series then also Sean McKenney and his girl partner they have great chemistry uh Cordell's makeup looks great again even though a lot of people prefer the original. Because it's the most realistic. I don't know. I don't know man. I like the second one more. Um, Yeah. I think the budget. I, I can't decide. Because. When I look up the budget. It doesn't really have one. It never. Well obviously it did. But it never really shows what the budget was. Like. Maniac Cop. Well, the original had a budget of about 1.1 million. The second one had a budget of either 4 or 5 million. But the third one I never find out. It's weird, but I suppose you can make a guess. Excuse me, Uh, sorry. And my guess for the budget would be probably 3 million. I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah, the film just lacks what made the first two very good, which I know is a bit of a cliche, well, a very cliche thing to say, but it's definitely the black sheep of the Maniac Cop series. Oh, and this is kind of a fun fact, I suppose. Um, Jackie Earl Haley. You may or may not know that actor. He played Freddy Krueger in the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. He's also in Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence, which I didn't actually notice at first. It was only until I saw him and thought, well, that looks like um, Jackie Earl Haley. So I looked it up and yeah, that was him. Um, Yeah, so this movie, I would say only watch it if you like Maniac Cop. If you don't like Maniac Cop in general, then bad idea to watch this film. Um, because it's a very, 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 I don't know, it's just not, it's not amazing. And I would would recommend it to you if you've seen the first two movies and liked them, and you might want to watch the third one once, or twice maybe. But, I don't know, it's certainly not one of my favourite movies. But the score, as usual, is amazing, and that's something that goes for all three of these films. No matter how bad the films get, the score is always amazing. Seriously, Jay Chataway is the most underrated composer I know. Like, I could probably pick out a highlight from each one. Like, the first one, the car chase theme, amazing. Uh, The second one, uh, the score when uh, Cordell goes into the police station and kills everyone. Then, um, the third one, the opening titles, or the, uh, action scene towards the end. Yeah, the score is always amazing in these films, so, yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about Maniac Cop 3, uh, I just, there's, there is another, I'll, I'll go deeper into the voodoo stuff, I really, really don't like the voodoo idea, it's just, cheap and lazy it's right I think the reason they did it is because they never showed how Cordell came back as a zombie yeah that's true but when did they ever show how Jason Voorhees came back as a a mortal zombie and um how Michael Myers can do it they never explained that so why do you have to explain it for Cordell if they didn't explain it then I think the film might have been better because, aside being a B-movie, but all three of these are B-movies and the second one's amazing, it could have been so much better if they'd just removed the voodoo idea. Just have Cordell come back without an explanation. It's fine. It makes it... In fact, even makes it scarier to an extent. So, they shouldn't... If they'd have done that, this film might... might have um, liked a little bit more. But the the only reason that I'd recommend Maniac Cop 3 to, well, anyone who doesn't like the series is if they like gore and kills because, well, the gore isn't 100%. There's not an awful lot of it, but the kills are on point and the stunts are on point, so if you're looking for that this movie is probably for you, so anyway, next, at number two, is Maniac Cop, the original from 1988. Now, quite a bit can be said for this movie, because it's a cult classic, and not many people will have heard of it, and I know that goes for all three of these, but we're starting from the original here. Um, It's... A very well-crafted movie, and the story is probably the best out of all three of these films. Um, The only things that drag it down are the acting in some points, the effects in some points, and at some points when the films, the way the film's written and edited. uh, Sorry, I mean edited, not written. It's written amazingly. Um case in point what i mean is when it's in the editing troubles this is a big glaring thing at the end when um the mayor gets killed by cordell and you can hear his screams and then it just suddenly cuts to the credits and the music and it doesn't it don't feel natural the way it's caught that bit but it's not all the time and i'm pretty sure that's just a one-off yeah Um, but the effects as well, they can't help it, it's a a B-movie, um, but like, um, a lot of the kills are people being supposedly stabbed, and then it cuts, then the next scene they've got blood everywhere, and uh, it's, the way they edited it, uh, the way they edited it is quite obvious, but it's still... It just... It doesn't... Something do not feel right about it. But there is one very good kill, and that's when, um... Jack's wife is, um... Ambushed by Cordell. And the next time we see her, she's got her neck gashed open. But that's probably the best kill of the whole movie. There's nothing especially gory in this one. Um... Yeah... It's unfortunate, because imagine if they actually had a big budget. Imagine what they could do with it. It'd be so brilliant to see. And hopefully we will get that in the HBO series coming out, whenever that comes out. But where this film shines is direction, I think. Um, Direction and setting. Because I really, really love how, throughout the whole movie, you There's only like two points, in fact, no, one point, that being the ending, where you can actually see Cordell's face. There's never, never any other point. And as as well as making it a mystery, meaning it could be a whodunit, um, taking the persona of Matt Cordell, it also, it just makes it a whole lot creepier. Because people think it's a cop at first, then they get close. They see the scars and stuff, and they get creeped out. Um, Yeah. So, I'd say this film has more things wrong with it than Badge of Silence. But it also has a lot better um, things that bring it up, like music as well. The music in this film is probably the best of the franchise. The fact that it's on St. Patrick's Day and the car chase as well. Like, I, I think some people might think that the car chase is a bit drawn out. But with the music in the background, it's never going to be drawn out for me. Um, Yeah, so there's definitely a lot more good things about this than bad things. Um, But it, I think you'd only like this film and... All three of these films, if you're a particular type of horror fan, that being a slasher movie fan, if you like B-movie slashers, this is a perfect movie for you. Because it's a slasher movie that actually tries to be a movie. Because when you look at Friday the 13th sequels and Halloween sequels as well, they, they really, a lot of them don't try to actually be movies, they're just there for kills. Whereas Maniac Cop doesn't shine with its kills at all. This movie shines with its story. And, you know, I'd say the story of Maniac Cop is one of the best stories in the 80s. Because it's um, it it gives a great message about police corruption and what could happen. You know, it, it reminds me of uh, Skyfall, the James Bond movie, a bit. Uh, the villain, Silver, he's um, getting back at the MI6 because they abandoned him. <clears throat> and he does that. And it's a bit like that with Cordell because he gets abandoned by the police and supposedly murdered. And he gets back at them for revenge. But I'd say it's even better than Skyfall. Um, in the way the story's written, I'm not saying Maniac Cop's better than Skyfall because personally I don't think it is, but I certainly think that the story is the story of Maniac Cop is so underrated. If the film, honestly, I'd reckon if the film had a budget of say five million, or maybe just a little bit more than that, the film could have become instead of a cult classic an actual classic and. Matt Cordell could be an icon, um, yeah. Because although you could argue maybe it would have been a uh, an actual classic, but it was just in the wrong time, uh, nineteen eighty eight. Once all the slasher movies had died down, well, what can you say about Phantasm then? Because they also had a small budget, but they were made they were made before Friday the Thirteenth, so. No argument there. Yeah, so... This film definitely shines with its story. The story, the first scene that... The first half of the movie... Amazing. And... um, Bruce Campbell is amazing. Lorene Landon is amazing. But... Some actors aren't amazing. And they bring it down a bit. And also... The second half of the movie, does it does slow the pace a bit. But apart from that, very, very good movie. And also probably good for the casual moviegoer as well. Um, Just one more thing. I also like how it's a murder mystery. I think I've said this, but I like how that Jack gets framed. um, Because obviously Cordell's the killer, but no one knows that at the time. It, it it makes it more intriguing. Because we've already seen that Jack's not the best guy in the world because he cheated on his wife, like his actual wife, not just girlfriend. Um, and then suddenly his wife gets killed and it makes you go, hmm, coincidence or not. And yeah, that's where the film shines, as I've said a few times, the story. Okay, so, number one, Maniac Cop 2, There was just no doubt, this is one of those films where the sequel is better than the original. Well, um, for starters, um, I'd say Maniac Cop 2 is probably, yeah, actually no, definitely one of my favourite horror movies of all time. I'd put it in my top five, Um, I'm not sure where, because it's very difficult for me to decipher, but yeah, easily one of my favourites. Um, the casting, because uh, well, there's only one major new addition, that being Robert Darby as Sean McKinney. But I still <sighs> McKinney's my favourite, uh, second favourite character aside Cordell. Um, and Cordell himself is amazing. The makeup, for some reason, I'm in love with. A lot of people prefer the original, but for me, second one's always going to be my favourite in terms of makeup. The action scenes are amazing. Like when he, I know it's a rip-off of Terminator, so say what you will, but when he goes into the police station and kills everyone in it, it's almost as good as the Terminator's, but on a much lower budget. Um, then the action, as I've said, is amazing. The score by Jay Chataway never fails to impress me. Um, story in general, not as good as the first one in terms of story, but Definitely a good story. Um, I also like that we get to know a little bit more about Cordell. I also like the character of Stephen because he's really fun and everything. He's like the talkative version of Cordell, I suppose. Um, Then we actually hear Cordell say his first word. um, Well, not his first word, but his first word after being dead. Um, That being his own name. Well, not his full name, just his last name. Um... And I know it happens again in Maniac Cop 3, but it doesn't feel as special, Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, so the kills in Maniac Cop 2, I'd say, I'd say my favourite kill from the second one would probably, hmm, difficult, because the police station massacre would probably count as one kill on its own, which is, don't get me wrong, a very good scene, Oh, maybe, or maybe, um, Teresa, the one played by Lorene Landon, maybe when she got killed because she was the only one to actually put up a fight against Cordell and that's something we've not really seen up to that point, aside in the original when there was a tiny bit of a fight. Um, so yeah, I, I liked that, um, but her death itself wasn't amazing, She just had her neck snapped. I also like I really liked the death of Cordell himself when um Stephen pushed him out of the building. That was brilliant. The the final scene where he's lit on fire at the time gained a world record for the longest fire stunt ever. Uh for three or four minutes. And that's even better than um the one from Friday the thirteenth, part six. I think it's part six. Um, yeah um so yeah, I'd say um it it also looks great, and like it makes sense to the actual story, like it's not just lit on fire for that long because the editors and directors and writers thought it look good because it does, but not only because of that, because it actually does make sense to the story, honestly, I can only find like two problems with this movie, that being. And their nitpicks in themselves, like, one is the death of um, Jack, the one played by um, Bruce Campbell, because his death for Bruce Campbell is quite unceremonious. He just gets sort of stabbed and that's it, he doesn't even put off a fight. And then the other nitpick is the timing doesn't really make sense at the start. And I know William Lustig himself said that the film's written in a way like it's fast paced and all, to make it um that, sorry, to cover up from all the plot holes. And it does work to an extent, but you can tell at the start it doesn't really make sense because um in uh it's Christmas time. So you could also consider Maniac Cop 2 a Christmas movie. But yet Um, Maniac Cop, the original, was filmed, well, it was set on St. Patrick's Day. So, and then um, Jack later says, yeah, but we both just saw him on the pier, and St. Patrick's Day Day is March 18th, so how, (laughs) it, it doesn't really make sense. So, is this a universe where Christmas is one day after St. Patrick's Day? But honestly, I, yeah, it, I know these films inside out, and back to front, and the of the Maniac Cop trilogy as a whole is an easy eight out of ten. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in my top three favorite franchises. Like my top three favorite franchises, uh, franchises would have to be, uh, maybe, Star Wars, Scream, and James Bond, but. Or no, sorry, Spider Man. Sam Raimi Spider Man, but but that doesn't necessarily mean I prefer a lot of James Bond movies or screen movies to uh uh to to these movies. Like the third the third one of these I don't don't play it really that high on a lot of my lists. Um but it's still it's still um decent film. The Maniac Cop trilogy, I'd have to put in my top ten somewhere, but um, not one of my favorite franchises as a whole, but separate movies definitely. Like, I definitely prefer Star Wars, Scream, James Bond and um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy to them, Uh, but that might be about it. Like, yeah, a lot of people just think that the only movies that I watch are horror movies, but when you actually find out a bit about me, you realise that horror isn't the only genre I go for. Um, it's just the main one, I suppose. And I'm not saying I prefer all 23 James Bond films to the three maniac cop films, because that's an incorrect statement. I just prefer the franchise, and I think the franchise works better. Anyway, so, quite a video, uh, quite a broadcast, sorry. Um, Yeah, so do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Um, Please watch these films and talk to me about it. Contact my telenim account or my Instagram account or you can email me about anything. So, yeah, thank you very much. You've been listening to Blood Talk. See you later.